This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 80. In today's episode, I'm talking with guest Talisha Delmar of AloversBond.com. She is sharing five tips for wives and how to deal with the things that frustrate you most about your spouse. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. Hey guys, I'm so excited about today's podcast. I have an awesome guest. Her name is Talisha Delmar, and she is the founder of The Wives Only Affair. It's a live event to celebrate and empower wives. She also has an online program called The DNA of a Happy Wife. So Talisha has been married to Calvin for 19 years. But the thing is, as soon as they got married, or soon after they got married, they were plagued with hardships. So the dark times almost became so heavy where they considered and talked about getting a divorce. But instead of throwing in the towel, they did what they were supposed to do. And they went to counseling, they didn't suffer in silence, and they took the very intentional steps to repair and restore their marriage. And now today, their bond is strong and they're happier than ever. And so they've created a, an, a company or an, or an online company called The Lovers Bond. And so this is a resource to help spouses navigate through the ups and downs of married life. So will you please help me welcome to the podcast our guest for today, Talisha Delmar. Yay, Talisha! Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I listen religiously to your podcast every week, so I'm so excited to be a part of it. Yes, thank you so much. You know, you are a woman after my own heart. You're having a heart for wives, for for couples, for marriages. You know, yeah. we've got to really have champions, really, marriage Absolutely. champions to really be out there and and spread the word that this can be happy, this can be amazing. And so let's dive right in because I really want to hear your story. So what made you decide to – really focus on a business around wives and couples and marriages. Yeah, so my my story is is so involved because I grew up not being surrounded by happy marriages. My mom was a single mom. A lot of my aunts and uncles had been married, married, divorced, married again, divorced again. And so I just really didn't have a lot of marital influence around me to really understand the, the ins and outs of married life. And so I grew up 
during the age of the Cosby show. And so looking at Claire and Cliff, <laughs> I thought that's what married life was about. Like mm-hmm. everything is happy, a problem is solved, like instantly, and you just go <laughs> on about your day. And so I really had false pretenses about what married life was about. And so when my husband and I got married, I was just like, after we got married, like the problem started instantly. And I was like, wait a minute. This is not what I thought it was going to be like. And so, you know, we went to counseling and then, you know, and then after I started to um, grow up in my company and, and, and become a leader, I started having people on my team get married and I would just find myself, okay, y'all, let's sit over here for lunch. Let's talk about this. You're going to get married. Let me tell you what to watch out for. And so little by little, I started to give unsolicited advice to people just to kind of <laughs> warn them because I felt like if someone would have told me some of this stuff, mm-hmm. I would have been more prepared. And mm-hmm. so I was always coming from a place of just having a big heart and wanting people to be successful in their marriages. And so I used to joke and say, you know what, in my next life, I'm going to go around and talk about the the woes of married life and how to engage with your spouse and keep it spicy for years and years to come Mm -hmm. because I felt like there was not a resource out there and people really didn't talk about it. And so hence, Love is Blonde was born. Wow, that's wonderful. And, you know, so I love that when you said I I gave unsolicited advice. (laughs) That is so funny because – You know, sometimes, you know, when we go through different things, we're like, listen, let me tell you, especially if we wish that somebody had told us, because I'm the same way. I wish somebody had told me, because I know exactly what you're talking about, where Mm -hmm. you're like, listen, I feel like, what is this? I've been hoodwinked and bamboozled, and nobody Mm -hmm. told me, right, this is what marriage is going to be like. (laughs) Exactly. And I, I just it. didn't want people to suffer in silence. And I was like, yes. look, okay, let me tell you, this is what you can expect. Okay, watch mm-hmm. out for this. Like, okay, is that the right way to handle that? Let's see mm-hmm. if you would have handled it this way, could it have gone d- differently? And so, and I just found myself okay. doing that. And then I just said, you know what, why don't I just make this formal? Yes, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And so how long has Lover's Bond been in existence? So Love is Bond officially for three years, but I've been giving out advice for 15. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. That's wonderful. And so, um, you know, what is it, one of the things that I would love to talk about that you said is kind of one of the things that you really want wives to know, and that is about the frustration that comes Mm -hmm. not only in marriage, but with our husbands. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a big, big one, because I think we see the world differently. We see marriage differently, and that's a a frustration in itself. But, you know, when he starts to layer, (laughs) when the frustrations Mm -hmm. start to layer, you know, it just sometimes can really break down a marriage. It can separate a marriage. It can even end a marriage. So let's talk a little bit about that in and I, cause I'd love to hear just your perspective and advice to our listeners about how to manage that, the frustrations in a marriage. Right. And, and, you know, one of the things, Chrissy, I think what happens a lot of times, especially for the wives, is that we think that we're the only ones going through something. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in this world of social media, everyone looks like they're happy. No one's talking about the problems. And so when you start to experience frustrations in your own marriage, you start to think, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my husband? What's wrong with my my marriage? And so it, it's really a common theme, um, you know, where you're going to just go through 
periods of your marriage where, you know, you're just going to look at your spouse with the side. I like, you know, I, I love <laughs> you, but I really don't like you right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so there are ways that you can kind of help get around that because, of course, you're, you're not perfect, but neither is your spouse, right? And so there will be times when they're going to frustrate you. And so what I, what I want to share with your listeners today is talking about how you can you know, manage some of your emotions and how you can be able to release some of that frustration without it just kind of like tearing you all up inside. And so mm. if we're ready, we, we, I have five things I want to kind of share with you, and I want to pick them all apart. So we're ready, Christy? Perfect. Yes, go for it. Okay. So now what I want to do is I want to have a really simple – it's a simple issue, but it's really common. And so I'm just going to use this example to kind of work through my, my five steps. And so – the example I'm going to use for today is that your husband is sloppy. Like he takes his clothes off and he leaves them everywhere, and it totally irritates you because you obviously want to see the floor, not the clothes on the floor, <laughs> and it just totally irritates you. So I'm going to use that as the backdrop, right, using that scenario. And, again, a rather simple, ex- ex- um, a rather simple example, but it is really common. And so as you're listening to the podcast for your listeners, you can kind of put in your scenario of the things that frustrate you the most about your, your, your husband. And so if we can go, what I want to start with now is managing your expectations. And so one of the things I want to talk about is, you know, you get frustrated with your spouse because they're not doing something that you want them to do or they're not doing something that you do want them to do, right? So in either scenario, you become frustrated. And so one of the things that you can do is take a step back and kind of un- and put some understanding around it. And so one of the things I want you to ask yourself is, was he like that when you married him? Because sometimes we get these red flags and we're like, okay, wait a minute. Should I really be expecting my spouse to change? Because that's innately who they are. That's, what, that's always how they've always been. And so can I really expect them to be any differently? And so the, one of the things that I think we have to do is to manage our own expectations. And so if your expectation is for your spouse not to leave his clothes on the floor, then let's unpack that. So what is it about that that irritates you? Is it because mm-hmm. you really want it to be clean? Because if you really want the floor to be clean, then let's talk about some alternative solutions. So can you hire a cleaner lady? Mm -hmm. Can you pick it up yourself, right? So, like, at the end of the day, you talk about it's frustrating that he leaves his clothes on the floor. Well, if you picked it up, would that make you feel better? Because Mm -hmm. now is it the floor that's irritating you? that you don't get to see the floor because it's closed on the floor. And so sometimes you have to say, okay, well, I can either see them on the floor or would I feel better if I just pick it up and then now I can see the floor, right? So sometimes we have to pick back and say, what is really the thing that's really frustrating me? So is it worthy for me to spend my time and energy? Because ultimately if I do, if I pick it up off the floor, will I feel better about it if right. he won't do it, right? And so I think mm-hmm. it's understanding we have, we can, we can have alternative solutions to this. So do we want to invest in a clean lady? You know, babe, I've asked you several times to clean up your stuff off the floor. You keep doing it. So what can we do? Do we need to hire a cleaner lady to come in here every other day to pick your clothes up off the floor? Do we really want to take money away from and use that thing that he likes, right? Do we want to take mm-hmm. money from the cable bill um, and you can't watch your ESPN sports? 
every, you know, your sports <laughs> package and use that money for a cleaning lady. Because sometimes when we have these conversations with our spouses, we have to help them help us, right? And so we have to have mm-hmm. those conversations that help them think, okay, I, babe, I didn't realize this was really irritating you. And, no, I don't want to take money out the budget away from my ESPN package when you get a cleaning lady, so maybe I can do better and pick up my clothes. Does that make sense, Christine? Absolutely great, great point. Yeah. Love it. So I think it's, it's you know, it's, it's putting in perspective to say, okay, well, here's, here's another way we can get around that. So either you can do it or you can say, well, do we need to pull from here to make it happen? Or, you know, what is the middle ground here? And I want to talk about the middle ground because a lot of times in marriage we talk about compromise. And a lot of times we walk away thinking compromise is where my spouse wants to do A and I want to do Z, so we have to do either A or Z. Mm -hmm. And really what we have to remember is compromise is really L. It's like in the middle, right? (laughs) And so you have to sit down with your spouse to say, okay, babe, you like throwing your clothes on the floor. That's A. I don't want them on the floor at all. That's Z. So where can we meet in the middle? And so maybe the middle is, He gets to dump his clothes on the floor, but it's only in one spot, one agreed-upon spot that he can keep a mess in the closet Mm -hmm. on his side where it's out of view, right? And so while you don't get your way, he doesn't get his way, but there's a happy medium. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. it will kind of release your frustration if you sit down and talk about, okay, how can we compromise here? And so the best way to get your spouse to compromise is to let them know what you want and to say, but okay, but I'm willing to forego that if you're willing to forego yours. Mm -hmm. And so if you can sit there and say so that each spouse feels like they have, they're not getting their way, but they're coming up with a a true compromise in the middle, then that kind of helps alleviate a level of frustration as well. Yeah, that's really good. You know, one of the things – how long did it take you to learn that skill of negotiating? Oh, because my gosh. <laughs> it took a while. It and does. Tell you, I was a little bit stubborn, Christy, because at least for me, I kept thinking, oh, he'll get it. Oh, mm. he'll get it. Right. Oh, he'll get it. Okay, well, next time he'll get it. Right? And I just kept getting frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, so at some point we have to resolve that while we want our spouses to change, they just may not change or they may change but not in the way that you were expecting. Exactly. And so it's about, yeah, so it's about saying, okay, what can we do differently so that I'm less frustrated? You know, what can we do mm-hmm. differently mm-hmm. so that, you know, I don't get myself all worked up because he's not going to change. He keeps being junky. So if we at least have this one pile that we can agree to that you put your stuff over there, that's the one spot, you can't put it all over the place, but then that way you're less frustrated. And that's what it's about. It's literally coming down to the table and having that conversation. And it's helping your your spouse is a lot more willing to compromise when you are willing to compromise as well. You can say, look, here, here's the deal. Okay, fine. I don't want to see the clothes at all, but I'm willing to compromise Mm -hmm. with you but how can you meet me in the middle? And let me tell you, that question right there is so powerful, right? 
So mm-hmm. put it back on them and say, well, how can we compromise, babe? What mm-hmm. is your idea? Because a lot of times they're willing to go for it when it's their idea, and they feel like they they thought about it all on their own, right? <laughs> right, right. That's really good. Awesome. And so then, what, so what's point number two? So point number two is I want to talk about stress mm. because we are frustrated by things that our spouse does, but but sometimes what happens is you go to work. You work all day. You're frustrated with your boss. You're frustrated with your coworkers, your team. You're fighting through traffic. And so when you come home, you're already on edge. Mm-hmm. And so you already don't have patience, and you already have a really short fuse. And so one of the things that I had to learn is I would say, you know what, what my husband is doing probably wouldn't take me from zero to ten if I didn't already have this edge on me. And mm-hmm. so what we have to do as wives is we have to have stress relief. And because we tend to take on a lot, we're managing our houses, our jobs, our husbands, our marriage, the kids. Mm-hmm. We're managing mm-hmm. so much stuff, and we have all this weight on our shoulders, and we don't practice self-care. And right. so when you don't practice self-care, you have an even shorter fuse, and you are going from zero to 60 in a matter of seconds. And so – some of the things that your husband does that may frustrate you, it still may frustrate you, but maybe you're, you're a little bit over the top because you haven't had a level of stress relief. So the second point is we have to practice more self-care. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say that, but it's not really done in practice. And so one of the things I kind of want to share with your listeners is one of the things that kind of helped me out is I used to come home, like, after a long day, demanding job, and I would come in the house, like, barking like a dog, like, ah, nah, 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 nah. Mm-hmm. and my husband would look at me like, really, babe? And I'm like, okay, you're right. And so I needed a moment be- when I came home to just decompress. Mm-hmm. And so whatever that means, so when you come home, have 15 minutes just for you. Go in your room, close your door. You can meditate. You can pray. You can read the Bible, or you can just mm-hmm. sit and listen to your favorite music. Whatever decompress means to you, because you come when you when you fill up your tank, then you're more able to handle the things that would normally frustrate you at a level of ten. Maybe now you're coming in in a better frame of mind because you've For allowed sure. yourself to decompress. Right. For sure. Excellent. Excellent point. Right. Yeah, and so yeah, and so one of the other things I want to share is, you know, let's talk about sex. We mm-hmm. have to talk about sex now. Sex <laughs> is already a stress relief release, right? So right. that's a, that's that's a stress release in of itself. But if like, let's just use our example that we've been using. So if your husband is making a mess everywhere. And and I'm not saying use sex in a manipulative way. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, what does sex mean for you? So if you're saying, I don't have time for sex, or I'm too tired for sex because I have to clean up after you, that is mm-hmm. important information for you to share with your spouse. And right. it's to say, you know what, babe, you want me to be in the mood, but it's hard for me to be in the mood because I've had to work all day. I come home. I have to clean. I have to help the kids with the homework. I have to clean up after you. I have to do this. I have to do that. And so if you want me to be more in the mood for sex and have the energy for sex, this is what I need help from you. 
because we okay. don't have that kind of granular conversation. And mm-hmm. so if your spouse is, has a higher sex drive and they want to do it more and there's a tension because you are not in the mood, then you can say, well, babe, if you do this, this will, this will alleviate and kind of help with the situation. And oh, one, thing, one thing I found with men, when it comes to sex, they will do things. They will do things that they don't want to do if they can get a little bit of nookie. Listen, let me show all my my wives who want, women who want to be wives or people who, women who've just gotten married, this is critical, crucial. Like this is big, big, big. Now the, the key is, so I know exactly, for me, I had three babies in three years. And so when Mm -hmm. Adrian would, wash the dishes, girl, I would find the energy, you hear me, like Mm -hmm. to just be with him intimately because that was what he loved. And so it was hilarious the next day, he's up bright and early washing the dishes because he (laughs) thinks this is the trigger, right? This is the light. So the key is, ladies, is that we've got to be consistent, right? Right. Because they they pick up their, their stuff off the floor, and they get a little some now they're keep now it's clean all the time. Guess what mm-hmm. they're expecting? Right. Right. <laughs> That's a great right. great point. Right. I love it. Yeah, so you have to, you know, use it to your advantage to say, you know, if it's if it's something that is frustrating you about your spouse and you want some, you know, whatever it is, you want a little bit more help around the house, you want them to not be so sloppy or whatever it is. Have a way to communicate to say, well, babe, I, I would be more in the mood if I wasn't so frustrated, and this is what frustrates me. How can we help get past that? Right. And so they are so amenable to, um, you know, doing the things that will help them get more nookie. They, they, yes. That's just what they, they are inclined to do that. And I yes. think as wives, we don't use it enough. Um, and, again, not in a manipulative way, but it's being truthful and honest. It's, it's mm-hmm. really being, I don't, I don't feel like having sex with you because, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm tired. I don't want to have sex because, well, then, but you have to give them an opportunity to fix it. And most right. men want to fix that problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So are we, um, so that was point three, right? You said you had five? Yep. Yep. And okay, so what's what? the other two? So one of the things, now this is going to be a deep one, and, and I would be remiss if I did not share this with your listeners, but it's about perspective. And so sometimes we become frustrated, um, and we have to put things in perspective. And the best way to put things in perspective is to ask, how can this be worse? Right, Mm -hmm. and so let's just keep using our example of your husband is sloppy. He keeps his clothes everywhere on the floor. How can this be worse? Well, it could be worse if he didn't come home at night. It could Mm -hmm. be worse, you know, if, you know, he was cheating. It could be worse if he didn't have a job. It could be worse if he was addicted to porn. It could be worse Mm -hmm. if he was gambling. Like, so sometimes... Mm -hmm. We are, we, we are dealing with frustrations in our marriage, and we think it's the end of the world. And so what I want to challenge your listeners to do is to let's put it in perspective. In the grand scheme of things, is this worthy of me getting so upset about? Is it worthy okay. that I need to get so frustrated about? And let me tell mm-hmm. you, what it kind of inspired me is a couple of years ago I read this blog from a, from a wife, 
And her blog was pretty much talking about, you know, her frustrations with her husband. And then literally, like, at the end of the article, she reveals that her husband had passed. And Mm. she said, and boy, boy, oh, boy, would I Mm. live for the moment where I could be frustrated with my husband right now. Boy, I live for the moment where I could be picking up his socks off the floor, you know. Mm. And so sometimes we get so bogged down and we want, you know, we want things to be perfect with the spouse. We want things to be how we somehow envisioned it and we lose perspective. And so one of the things I want to challenge your listeners to do is to really ask, okay, this really could be worse. It, you know, it could be, my husband could be beating me right now. Like in the grand scheme of things, am I going to be this bothered and frustrated and angry if he doesn't take out the trash? Yes, it's frustrating. They don't make up their bed. Yes, it's frustrating. You know, yes, he comes in and I'm watching TV and he just picks up the remote and turns it to his favorite channel. Yes, all of those things are frustrating. But we have to put it in perspective to say, okay, how can I not let this take me from zero to 60 in a matter of minutes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. That is so great. I wish I had learned that skill earlier on in my marriage, but mm-hmm. absolutely. If you can continue to ask yourself that question mm-hmm. when, during times of frustration, it could be worse. I love mm-hmm. that. Thank you. That's yeah. a great point. Again, and so we're coming up on point number five. I can't wait to hear what this one is. Ah. So, no, right, and, and these are in no, no particular order, but when you are dealing with things that frustrate you about your spouse, you're going to have to, and it's, it's, the, it's what everybody has heard before, we're going to have to talk about communication, right? And so what, what we have to do is sometimes we're talking to our spouses, but the way in which we're talking to them and the type of conversations are not getting us the outcome that we're hoping for. So when your husband, so just keeping with the same scenario, your husband is sloppy and he leaves all his, his clothes on the floor. So you could have a conversation with your spouse. And so sometimes what happens is how we're communicating is why you keep leaving your stuff on the floor? How many times do I have to ask you to pick your stuff up? How many times do we got to have this conversation? Pick your stuff up. And so sometimes we mistake that for communication. Mm-hmm. And what that really is is fussing. And mm-hmm. this is the hardest lesson I had to learn because I kept fussing at my husband like he was my kid. Mm-hmm. And so I had to realize that I was fussing, which kind of made me feel better, but it didn't get me the outcome that I was looking for. And so I had to step back. And so instead of fussing, why do you keep putting your stuff on the floor? How many times do we have to talk about it? I don't know why you're so sloppy. You this, you're that. Instead of coming to your spouse in that manner, then you have to say, you know what, babe? Can we, can, we, can we have a conversation real quick? So you put your stuff on the floor. Um, is there a particular reason why you don't put it in a laundry basket? Mm. Like ask the question, and when you ask the question, we have to close our mouths because we think, and I hate this sound stereotypical, but sometimes women, you, your mind moves a lot faster than the men. So you have to ask a question, and then we have to be silent to allow them to process the question and come up with the answer. And so to say, babe, instead of putting everything on the floor, there's a laundry basket in the closet. Is there a reason why you won't put your clothes in the basket? Mm. And pause and let them, you know, because a lot of times when we talk about communication, 
Busing is not communication. Communication is literally having an engaging conversation with questions and is to gain insight and to say, mm-hmm. well, babe, is there any reason why you ha- – is there – I would love for you not to put the stuff on the floor because it, it creates a mess, and I can't think in the mess, and it's hard for me to make love to you because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the mess on the floor. <laughs> is there a way – that you can, you know, take the extra steps to put it in the laundry basket. Should we move the laundry basket closer and put it over here? Like, have a true conversation. And mm-hmm. it sounds so simple, but we, when we talk about communication, we don't understand that the way that we're communicating may not be getting the results that we need. And so we have to ask the questions, not from an attitude perspective, but from a place of, babe, I need clarity. I need mm-hmm. to understand, is there a reason why you keep doing this? Why can't we compromise? Why can't you put your clothes here? Can you just help me understand that? And so, you know, and then you get to engage in a true conversation. It makes them think, and then it puts them on notice like, okay, well, all right. So may, and, and, and because most men are not going to want to acknowledge or, or admit that they're lazy, right? But right. they may realize, okay, well, maybe I am being a little bit lazy. But when you come at them in a soft, not in an in a angry manner, but in a soft tone and coming from a place of I need to seek clarity from you, babe. This is a level of frustration for me. I just feel like you are disrespecting our home when you do this. I feel, and you always do the I feel, because mm-hmm. you don't want to put it back on them because when you put it on them, they'll get defensive. So you talk right. about you. Babe, this is how it makes me feel when you do this. It makes I feel that you're disrespecting the house. I feel that you don't value my time because I have to come back behind you. Mm. I feel. And so when you do that, when you have that type of conversation with your spouse, it, it gives them a level of clarity about, okay, I just thought you were nagging. I didn't know this really bothered mm-hmm. you. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know, babe. Okay, now I understand. And so when you have that type of communication, then you will, you will, you will start to get a better outcome. And hence, a better outcome for you means less frustration for you. Wow. That's awesome. That is amazing. Oh, my gosh, Talisha. So we've got um, negotiate. We've got stress, right? taking mm-hmm. care of yourself, self-care. We've got sex. We've got perspective mm-hmm. and communication. Those are yeah. such great points in really helping to manage frustration. I appreciate you sharing because they are all nuggets, all gems, really, from a 19-year-old veteran, <laughs> a marriage <laughs> veteran. Girl, listen, a marriage veteran. It is yeah. amazing. And so how can our listeners really connect with you? Well, they can go to loversbond.com, loversbond.com. And on there for your listeners, I have free guides. So I have a free guide on how to turn up your marriage. And so this is for folks who are saying, you know what, my marriage is just a little bit blah right now. We don't do anything Mm -hmm. fun and exciting. We're not dating. And we just don't know what to do. We run out of ideas. There's a guide, um, the Loversbond Guide to Turn Up Your Marriage, that's there. I also have a free guide that's called the Lovers Bond Guide to Butter Up Your Marriage. And so, you know, going similar to my point about the communication, sometimes, you know, we don't realize that during the day we should be courting our spouses, right? And so in the Butter Up Guide, I have a list of texts that you can send to your spouse throughout the day. Whether <laughs> I love it. it. Because at the end of the day, you want your spouse thinking about you. You want to send a For text sure. and be able to be like, 
my spouse is going to read this and going to, it's going to put a big smile on their face. And so Aww. that's the butter of God. Yes, this is the love of God to butter up your marriage. And, and so, I love it. Yeah, so you're, 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 your um, listeners can go to loversbond.com. They're free guys. They're right there, and then they can enjoy them and use them. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for just your wisdom and for sharing. I love also that one of the things that I think is so beautiful is that, you know, we are we can support each other. We're in the same Absolutely. space, but we can yes. support each other. You're my sister, not my competition, right? That's and it. Absolutely. If, if people and women knew that and understood that, then we could really change the world, right? Absolutely. Change marriages. Yes. <laughs> that's what we have one to wife, do. one husband at a time, right? That's it. I love that. I love awesome. that. You're so right. awesome. And I, I can't thank you enough for inviting me to share with your listeners my few nuggets. And I, I just hope that they take away. And I hope, you know, out of those five tips, I hope there's at least one or two that they really resonate with and will implement right away. Absolutely. So great. Thank you so much for, for being a part of uh, the podcast. We cannot wait to just, I know you've, you have a, your conference coming up and yeah. it will we'll be able to get that information. And so when you do have it, I'll make sure that my listeners know about it and put it on website and stuff so we can actually support it. So thank okay. you so thank much. You. for Absolutely. Thank you for, for being here. I appreciate you. Continue being the champion that you are. You and Kelvin, so good having examples in and the I world. And I appreciate you in this platform. You need to keep doing these podcasts. Like I said earlier, I'm a religious listener. I listen every week. <laughs> I love when your podcasts come out. So keep doing your thing, Christy. We need you in the world. Aww, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And we'll definitely talk soon. Okay, take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and, and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. <laughs> so until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.